What would you do for money if you lost your job today? Is that something you've ever thought about? Or is that something that you're going through right now? And their first impulse for us is to go and find another job. But these things take time. Anything takes time. I remember when I was in corporate and I got a new job, I wasn't going to get paid until the end of the month. That meant that all the time that I had been unemployed, plus another month of working and I wasn't going to see a cent. That's just for job searching. But what if you have something inside of you that you want to get out? What if you are the expert at what you do and you want to start to be more independent and make money doing it, right? This is something that Fran Capo, our guest from this week on the last episode, never even has to worry about because she has created her own job. And now with the pandemic, being a comedian is not something that she can do. There's no places taking uh, stand-up comedians right now. So what did she do? She turned everything she does into a money-making opportunity. She managed to diversify where her revenue was coming from. She does speaking engagements. She offers things to her clients. She has testimonials on her website of how awesome it is to work with her. She didn't just stick to one revenue stream, which is what we all do when we have a job. So what are some things that you can learn from Fran so that you can start to apply these things to your business right now, even if you're starting out so that no pandemic, nothing else that could ever happen would take away your ability to make money at any time. My name is Ina, and I'm going to guide you through this journey. Every Monday, I give you an awesome interview with an entrepreneur who's making it happen online. And on Thursdays, I teach you three things that that entrepreneur is doing very right in their business and that you can start applying right now. And this is such episode. This is the companion episode to the last interview with Fran Capo. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, while you are searching for jobs online, why don't you head over to the review section of your podcasting app and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It will really help us support the show. And thanks. This is the Global Phenomenon with Ina Kovany, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. But before we get into today's teaching, I want to answer some of your questions. To submit a question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and submit it there and I will answer it on the air. The first question comes from Jessica Reese. She's the founder of Strength Patient Trust Coaching for Single Women at strengthpatienttrust.com. And she asks, how do I make myself more visible? I have been a guest on three podcasts. I'm trying to have an email list. It's not easy when you're working and also doing your online business. And Jessica... I totally get it. it. It is not easy. Nothing is easy. So just like our first guest on the on this podcast, on episode one, John Lee Dumas said, you got to choose your heart. It's very hard to go through life not doing what you love. It's also very hard to do what you love and grow it. So you are doing the right things by focusing on your business, but how do you make yourself more visible? Well, I think the first question is, why do you want to be more visible? And I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, facetious here. I'm, 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 this is a serious question. Why do you want to be more visible? What is your goal? 
Is your goal to get more clients? Is your goal to grow an audience? Because your actions are going to be very different depending on what you actually want to do and what your goal is. Is it just to grow your audience or is it to get clients? Is it to grow your audience so that you can get clients? Hmm, that's a multi-step process. They're not directly linked. There are so many people out there on Instagram with 30,000 followers who are not getting any clients. So getting an audience does not equal making money and it does not equal getting clients. And there's a lot of people out there like uh, a guest that we're going to have coming up very soon. Watch for that episode coming up on November 2nd, 2020 with Elaine Lucartas. She's a coach that doesn't do launches, that doesn't have a large following and she's headed for the seven figures. So you don't really need a big audience in order to get clients. So that's your first question, Jessica, to answer. What do you really want? It's not just be more visible so that clients can materialize. What kind of visibility are you looking for? So I'm just going to pick one side and uh, just assume because you mentioned I have been a guest on three podcasts. I'm assuming you're talking about publicity. Like, so that is even a third goal. <laughs> publicity won't grow your audience. Publicity won't get you clients. Publicity will make you visible so that you can enhance your authority in your field. That's what publicity does, is make you the authority. These are logos you can put on your website. Uh, these are articles that you can reference when you get clients. So publicity serves to elevate your authority. So it doesn't even work towards growing your audience or getting clients. So that's why the first question is the most important. What is your goal with the visibility? So. Like I said, I'm going to stick with publicity because that's the angle that you were going to. I have been a guest on three podcasts. Three podcasts is great. Jessica, it sounds like you're on the right path. Now get more. How do you become more visible? By asking. I'm going to tell you one person that I'm going to be interviewing in this podcast. She came to me. I didn't pitch her the podcast. She came to me and pitched herself. And she said, I just published a book. I see that you're doing this podcast. I would love to see how we can work a feature together. And her email was so compelling. Her email made me go, oh, she actually knows about me. She actually knows about the podcast. And you know what? I looked her up. I'm like, yeah, I think she has a story to tell that we want to know about it. So I reached back out and said, let's do it. And she's going to be on this podcast. So how do you get more visibility? You don't wait for people to come and ask you. You go and ask them. How do you get published in newspapers and magazines? You go and pitch yourself. You go and pitch your ideas. You become the person who people go to for this topic. And there's many programs out there to help you do this. There's many blog posts out there to help you do this. But here's where it, what it really boils down to. Getting visibility is a time-consuming task, but you got to know why you're doing it. Because you've been on three podcasts and you still don't feel like it's enough. There's people who are listening right now who's never been on a podcast before and who would love to be able to say, I've been interviewed on three podcasts, right? So it's all relative. You are here thinking, I need more. There's people out there who are thinking, oh my God, I wish I were there. So you need to figure out what your goal is so that you can keep going with it. Because once you get 10 podcasts, is that going to be enough? Well, the question is going to be, did you meet your goal? What was your goal? To elevate your authority? To get clients? To grow your audience? Are these visibility opportunities really giving you what you're looking for? Helping you meet your goal? So that's the first question I would have for you, Jessica. Once you answer that question, you will know what to do, okay? Because getting clients is not 
like it, it doesn't really have much to do with the visibility part. It has a lot to do with you providing value and going out there and offering it to people, but not offering it to a thousand people at a time, but actually identifying in the relationships that you already have, who can you help? That's how you get clients. So I think that's really my answer about visibility. Your visibility has to have a purpose. What is that purpose? And you will know what to do. Because being on three podcasts, did that get you clients? Did that help to grow your audience? If the answer is no, then take those three podcasts, take those logos, put them on your website and help them and help yourself elevate your authority by having been there. I really hope that is helpful. I know that it's not very specific because it really depends on your goal. But once you have a goal, come back and ask a question again and tell me, Ina, my goal really is to get clients. How do I get clients? Ah, very different question from visibility. So come back and ask me the question that you really, really have. All right? Because I need to know what you need that visibility for. And then I can help you with the next step. All right? Thank you so much for your question, Jessica. The next question comes from Colette Fernley, the founder of The Colette Effect. And you can find her on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Colette.Fernley. And I will put those links down here in the description. Her question is, what has been your biggest challenge in your new global phenomenon business? Thank you so much for asking that question because I really feel like everybody, everybody should know that online entrepreneurs, right? We look like we have it all together, but we're still trying to figure it out because all of us that are in the entrepreneurial space are extremely self-aware people and are extremely ambitious people. We see everybody who's ahead of us and we want to be there already. And I know that you can relate to this because you can see this podcast coming to fruition and all the amazing guests that I'm getting. And you may be thinking, wow, I want that to be me a year down the line or two years down the line, right? We all have that comparisonitis that we can't break away from. So I really think that the biggest challenge has been for the new global phenomenon is knowing how to focus my energy and to stop looking around at what everybody else is doing. Because to do this, you guys, I'm going to be completely transparent. I had to give up a lot of other things, right? In order to come up with two websites, content for a podcast for two episodes per week, plus finding amazing interviews, plus studying for those interviews, plus getting onboarding a new team so that I can do this because I can't really do this all alone. All of that has taken up my time, which means that I have not been launching. I have not been promoting my program. I have not been really engaging with my audience much because I have been in creation mode. So I've had to give up a lot of things. And while I'm working on these two websites, inacoveni.com and theglobalphenomenon.com, plus the podcast, plus studying for my guests, plus inviting more guests, I am not advertising anything. And I'm watching all the other entrepreneurs that I follow, that I admire, that I want to be them when I grow up. I see them launching and I see them running challenges and I see them running webinars and I see them coming up with new programs. I'm like, oh, that's a new program that she didn't offer before. So I've been watching that with a lot of FOMO. FOMO is my curse, right? But to make this happen, to make this amazing global phenomenon podcast happen, I've had to give up on a lot of other things. So sometimes we need a little bit help reminding us that we need focus in order to create something beautiful, right? If I hadn't put all of this time and effort into making this the way that it is, 
it would have probably been very scattered. I wouldn't have gotten the amazing guests that I have. I probably would have said, well, I'm just going to publish my episodes once a month because that's all I can take because I have so many things going on. I had to focus and I have to remember and I want you to remember that your business has a very long life. You don't have to boil the ocean in one month. It's okay if you take one month to build, to create a foundation. It's okay to do that because a year from now when you're reaping the benefits of all the work that you put in for the last year, you're not even going to think about that one month that you didn't get clients, right? You're not going to be thinking back at that month that you wish you had been selling something at the same time that you were creating the website. So definitely set that time aside, create space for you to create, right? To not get distracted by everything that is flashing right around you and thinking, maybe I should change my strategy. Wait a minute, she's launching something. Maybe I should be doing a launch instead. Maybe the podcast wasn't such a good idea. Maybe the, no, we got to focus and remember that the foundation that we put in right now is going to reap benefits later on. So I do have a plan to start my launch for the BeFound program, which is starting as a guided experience in January to help my people get solid on their business, to realize what their message is, where their people are, create their lead magnet so that they can start their mailing list and also create their website all in just a matter of a few months all in a matter of like three months that last that program, they're going to have their whole business completely set up so they can go and sell it. That's happening in January. And I have not been selling it. I've not even been talking about it. So focus. That has been my biggest challenge to realize that FOMO is my curse and that I need to really set the foundation for this business now. So thank you so much, Colette, for that question, because I feel like this is going to affect everybody. If you're in a period of building, give yourself that space. Everything else, all the other challenges and webinars, they'll come. Focus on one thing at a time. Thank you so much, Jessica and Colette, for submitting your questions. And for anybody else who has a question for me, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, submit your question right there, and I will answer it next time on the air. And now let's talk about the three things that Fran Capo is doing very right in her business and you should start doing right now. The first one is that she has multiple revenue sources, all right? When you're an online coach, you are going to need to diversify. We saw this with the John Lee Dumas companion episode on episode two. I broke down how he makes money in his business and it's not all through his backend programs. It's not all through podcast sponsorships. It's not all through affiliates. He has diversified his portfolio so that he can always play with those levers and make more money in whatever way he wants. He could come up with a fourth revenue stream if he wanted to. That's what Fran Capo has done. If you go to her website, you will see she's not only a comedian, she's also a keynote speaker. She's had a TED talk out there. She's a motivational speaker. She doesn't just do comedy. And also she does comedy and she does writing and she does produce content for her audience. So what I'm getting at here is whatever you think your business is, that's not your whole business. A lot of my business comes from affiliate marketing, from promoting other 
coaches and services that I have used, that I have used their services. And I am not ashamed, not afraid of advertising them to the world because they have been good to me. So affiliate marketing is a really big way. It's basically like having a partnership with another entrepreneur. So I want you to start thinking about what other ways are there for you to make money other than doing one-on-one coaching or group coaching. What else could you be doing so that if those sources dry up because something happens, the pandemic hits and then your audience is more reluctant to making to, to spending money or whatever you've told yourself is happening in that area, what other areas do you have to make money from? Start thinking about that really hard. Number two, she does the Capa Capo Facebook Lives on Facebook every single week. What does that do? That creates a relationship between her and her audience. She's always there for them. Every Wednesday, you can go to her Facebook page and she's going to talk to you. She's going to tell you what is going on and she's going to tell you something funny and you're going to fall in love with her. So if there's anybody out there who's thinking about hiring her, who, who working with her or hiring her for a gig, they have all of that content to go off of. And also, she gets to create her own audience, especially for entertainers, especially for authors. Content creators who are looking to step into bigger stages need to prove to those bigger authorities that there's a market for what they have. So building her audience, she may not be nurturing clients necessarily. I mean, her audience is not all based on people who are going to hire her, but she's building credibility by having a following of people who say, yes, we love you. We want to see more of you. And then she can take that to the bank. She can go and write another book and she can go and be on podcasts and tell people, hey, I get this many views on my Capa Capo Facebook lives. Creating an audience is a currency in this world and it's going to help you hit the bigger stages. The publishing houses, if you're really dreaming of having your book be published and on the shelves of Barnes and Noble, you are going to need to prove that there's a market for what you have and creating an audience is a great way to do that. That's what Fran is doing with her regular lives and that's something that you should be doing. So maybe it's not Facebook Live, maybe it's just creating content. Whatever it is, you need to start to build that audience so that you can have that validation that what you have is something that people want. All right. So start engaging with an audience out there. That's something the friend does really, really right. And number three, the last one, she creates for her audience. So this gets into a little bit of content creation. We're not just here to uh, sell our programs. We're not just here to be uh, broadcasted on other people's podcasts. We're not here to just sell other people's services. We're here to serve, right? We are here to serve. We're here to make somebody's life better. So one thing that Fran has done really right is she has listened to her audience. So whether she's thinking of this as a with a in a in a from a business standpoint or not, she's listening to her audience constantly and creating for them. That's how she ended up creating that uh, meditation audio that she told us about in the interview that ended up making someone's mother be able to sleep after she hadn't been able to sleep for months, right? Creating content for your audience is always a great thing. Listen to them. What do they want? What do they need? And give it to them. Establish that trust and that authority factor. And that's something that Fran is doing extremely right. So if there were things that you needed to do in your business, I would start here. Number one, think of other revenue sources that you can have. 
Number two, engage with your audience. If it's not going to be a weekly Facebook Live, it's got to be a weekly something else. What are you going to do to engage your audience? And number three, create for your audience. So in my program in Be Found, you create your freebie. You can create a lead magnet at any time. But what do your people want? Don't create a lead magnet that is going to make you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting out something that is good. Who cares about what you think? Your audience, your audience, what do they want? Have you listened to them recently? What are the things that they're looking for? And create content for them. So those are three things that you need to start doing right now. And that Fran has showed us that it works. So how did that feel? Do you feel like you can take those three lessons and start applying them to your business right now? Do you have any questions about these? Can we dive any deeper into your business? Go ahead and head over to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and submit your question and we'll answer it on the air on the next companion episode. And you might want to hit the subscribe button because next week we have a millennial that has broken all records. His name is Jared Kleinert and he started startups when he was a teenager. And I asked him, where were your parents? <laughs> and we have that entire conversation next week he tells me about how cold messaging people completely change his life he tells us about working for free and he tells us about publishing a book in the most creative way imaginable he actually got his book published through a real publishing house when he was a teenager how did he get that kind of attention and what what was it that made that offer so attractive to publishing houses? He tells us all about that because I thought it was a really creative way to put out a book and you're not going to want to miss it, especially if you have a book in you eventually down the line or even right now. All right, that is all that we have and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with a companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark. <laughs>